will bring Perkins in, about 15 metres to swim. This is rare goal. Australian bowl, the quick striding Australian goal coming off the street. Stephen Grant going Australia across the line. Wow, a beautiful leap at the right second there. Pearson is well clear. She's only got a couple to go. Pearson and Harper go the line, Pearson. Gone again. Oh, there she goes. Mears on the outside, they get close. Goodell Evans cannot be beaten now. Malcolm Blyden to big catch. Welcome to all the fantastic fans of the Gloves Are Off. You're listening to the marvellously melodic and delightfully dulcet tones of Dirty Gordito and Ride Driver as we discuss the tantalisingly tuneful topic of music. Oh, look, I tell you what, it's great to be back here today, Dirty. Yeah. The studio will be filled with the sound of music. Dirty will be dirty dancing in the street and singing karaoke at the disco. So come together and get ready to rap with Rye. We'll hip-hop in the House of Pain and play musical chairs with Minnow the Marvellous Maverick. Reggae and hip-hop at Optus and line dance with Slim Dusty playing country and western at the WACA. Oh, more than oh. just the hills will be alive with the sound of music today <laughs> as we sing, hum, serenade, chant and yodel our way through the rich tapestry of music in sport. So call us on 94187700 or text 0429913913 to join the show and possibly win a Pancho's Mexican restaurant voucher. That, that's right. Pancho's, the best selection of margaritas and Mexican oh, beer. Absolutely. And the, the home what? of the best chili con queso this side of Tijuana. So why don't you hit us with one of your quirky quiz questions, mate, so the right. listeners have a chance to win a Pancho's voucher. And don't make it too hard. Yeah, Come all on. right, all right. Come yeah. on. All right, learned listeners, just call in with the first correct answer to this. There has been a multitude of great artists from Slim Dusty through to Daryl Summers sing the Australian National Anthem before the start of the VFL-AFL Grand Final. But only three people have performed this feat twice. Name any of the three and we'll send you off to Pancho's Mexican Restaurant with a $25 voucher. Kylie Minogue, I reckon. No, not Kylie. Oh, she's just turned 50. Danny Minogue. No. Oh, what about Jada D'Agostino? Uh, she sung at the Waffle Grand Final. Oh, the girl who was in the musical here in 1969, Marsha Hines. Marsha. I cannot believe that Marsha hasn't been offered this role. She would have been brilliant. Yeah. So call in on 94187700 and tell us who has sung the national anthem twice at the VFL-AFL Grand Final. Oh, easy. Oh, anyway, we're here to educate, mate, so tell us about music and sport. Oh, did you know that some athletes use music in diverse ways in order to achieve mm. a certain level of focus and concentration before a game or competition? Mm. Music enables them to put aside all other distractions in order to concentrate and that buzzword at the moment, visualise what they want to achieve during the game. So, relax, kick back and... Doobie Brothers there. Mm, hey, 
The psychophysical effects of music can improve physical performance by either delaying fatigue or increasing work capacity. Oh, if only James Heard uh. had consulted Dr. Hook or Dr. Dre instead of Dr. Dank to gain that powerful advantage he was seeking. Research has shown that athletes can use music to manipulate their emotions before a competition. As a supreme athlete myself, Dirty Gordito always prepares for a big match listening to the ACDC song dedicated to me. Well, I can beat that. I always enjoy a bit of Black Sabbath to really shock and spook me into a heightened sense of paranoia to enhance my performance. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, mm. the Prince of Darkness, screaming it out there. Hey, right. Yeah. What about the medical and social effects of music, resourceful right? Well, as you know, music can also impact on illness, depression, productivity, and our perception of the real world. Some research suggests it can also increase aggressive thoughts and encourage crime. You've been struck by a smooth criminal. They also say music soothes the savage beast. So while some coaches might use it to psych their players into a frenzy, it can also be used to calm, oh. settle and unwind. Breathe. Music stimulates the brain, which in turn helps with pain relief, reduces stress and improves memory. Our study had shown that relaxing music may lower blood pressure and heart rate after physical exertion. Exactly. And that's yep. why I always listen to a bit of Barry Manilow oh, straight after you every episode. You're listening to The Gloves Are Off with Ryan Driver and Dirty Gordito on 91.3 Sport FM yeah. and we're discussing music and sports. So give us a call on here. What's your opinion? What's your greatest song? What's music got to do with our sport that you'd like to share with us on 94187700 or text... 0429-913-913. Well, we've what? got a special treat for the lovely listeners right now. Professor Barry Tone is a world leader in musicology studies at Oxford oh. University, and he's on the line right now and keen for a chat. Professor, welcome to The Gloves Are Off. Yes, hello, Ryan Dirty. I love your show. There is no doubt about the extraordinarily large role that music has and always will play in sport and sporting performance. Really? Ah, oh, but perhaps your listening audience might not be aware of some of the discerning choices of music that some of the more famous sporting competitors have used. It sounds interesting. Well, the great fast bowler Dennis Lilly, for example, was an avid listener to Mozart's Serenade No. 13 for strings in G major in preparation for a fierce on-field battle. Mm. Whereas John McEnroe, for example, preferred Beethoven's Symphony No. 5 in C minor. And the tremendous Mike Tyson was a fan of Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture. That's an incredible insight into some sporting greats there. 
We're talking to Professor Barry Tone, a world leader in musicology studies. What about LeBron James and Ronda Rousey? What music inspires them, Professor? LeBron prefers Johann Sebastian Bach's Toccata and Fugue in D minor, whilst Ronda goes more for Vivaldi's Four Seasons Before About. Lads, I'd love to stay and chat some more musical meanderings, but I'm off to share a meal with my Swedish chums, Benny and Bjorn. Abba? Yes, that's them. Benny, Bjorn and the girls are all huge fans of The Gloves Are Off. No wonder your show is such a top ten hit in Stockholm. Cheerio. Bit of a thrill for the lucky listeners oh, there. That's great. Professor Barry Tone, a world leader in musicology studies at Oxford University. A big thanks to the professor for calling in. You can call in. Yes, you there with the phone. And join the show on 9418-7700 and perhaps win a Pancho's voucher by telling us one of the three singers who have sung the national anthem twice at VFL-AFL Grand Finals. Well, I've got to say the professor makes a pretty good point there regarding the use of classical music. Yeah. No. How about composer Karl Orff's O Fortuna, one of the most commonly played classical music pieces at sports venues. Have you heard it? Awesome stuff. I know David from Bassendine is a huge fan. Massive. Certain songs have historically been associated with particular sporting events. Of course. Well, fans of the home team at US College Athletic Events may serenade the losing visitors with a song from the group called Steam, titled Kiss Him Goodbye with its familiar refrain, Na 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 na, na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye. Great to see the Americans showing such wonderful respect for their opponents. What about a couple of Queen standards that mm. have become common fare at sporting events? Firstly, this one that encourages crowd participation. And this one, which is possibly the quintessential Queen song. Champions, my friends. And we'll keep on fighting till the end. And Flow from Forehead has suggested Zombie Nation's Kerncraft 400. What the Michael Tuck was that? I've never heard that before in my life. Well, you want to stop living in the 70s, dirt man. Times they are a-changing, mate. Mm. You need to move on from the Seekers, Frank Sinatra and Sonny and Cher. Oh, Oh, you'll listen to the gloves are off with Rye Driver and Dirty Gordita on 91.3 Sport FM. And we're discussing music and sport. Have we got something happening there? We sure are. Well, Emma from Bayswater, how are you? Hey, hello, Ryan Dirty. Another wonderful show tonight. I really enjoy listening to the professor talking about classical music. 
I would like to suggest a popular sporting song called Maradona. Mm, okay. Uh, is, it, is it about Pelé or George Best? No, it's about the great Diego Maradona. Ah, Can you please play it? Oh, mm. Look, uh, well, our amazing producer, Jolly Justin, is trying his best to find it. Justin, put that rubric cube away, mate. Oh. Put it down and try and find that song. Uh, Emma, what do you like most about Maradona? Well, he had legs like a billiard table and was so quick and skillful. And he was the best player in the world, possibly the, the greatest of all time. Good old Justin. He's found that song, Emma. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Justin. Oh, good. Here we, Here go. we go. Let's play it. Maradona no es una persona cualquiera, es un hombre pegado a una pelota de cuero. Tiene el don celestial de tratar muy bien al balón. Es un guerrero. I believe that translates to Maradona had a ball attached to his foot. He is a warrior and an angel with a good heart despite his troubles. Mm. How do I go, Emma? Oh, very good, Dirty. Oh. The song goes on to say, please give Emma from Basewater a prize for being a regular listener. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. I think it does say that too, actually. Uh, well, oh, I think Maradona liked a bit of Mexican food. So I tell you what, Emma, you're in with a big chance if I have anything to do with it mm. to win a voucher for uh, a super call cool there, Emma. Well oh, done. Man, we'll yeah, see. come on, we'll mate. See. Thank one you, minute. Ryan Dirty. Oh, our pleasure. No wonder the gloves. The gloves are so popular in South America. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. What a ripper. Oh, that was nice. Oh, we love it. Yeah, yeah that was we great. We love our talkback callers and a couple of little rib ticklers there from Emma from Bayswater. Well, getting back to what we were talking about. Yeah, something inspirational. Emma was inspirational, but yeah. if we're talking inspirational sporting anthems, yeah. Liverpool Football oh, Club wins golly. by a country mile. Following the success of the 1963 single Never Walk Alone by the Liverpool group Jerry and the Pacemakers, it has become tradition for supporters to sing this as the Liverpool theme song before each game. Inspirational and Liverpool to the core. Since 2014, Australian Football League Club Port Adelaide has adopted Never Tear Us Apart mm. as the club's unofficial anthem leading to the opening bounce of its new home at Adelaide Oval. It's a reference, Dirty Gordito, to the various and unique difficulties the club had faced when trying to enter the AFL. And of course, the latest challenge being wearing the prison strip. Okay, could there possibly be a cheaper rip-off of the Liverpool tradition than this? Never Walk Alone works because it's a heart and soul Liverpool with Jerry and the Pacemakers. In excess, has absolutely nothing to do with Port Adelaide. Zero, zilch, zippo, naught, nix, nothing whatsoever. There's no common ground at all. Never Tear Us Apart is a wonderful love story sung by a band with members from Perth, Sydney and Melbourne, but definitely not Adelaide. 
Ooh, gee, a bit of deep breathing there, mate. <laughs> a bit harsh. Mm. Maybe one of the band members had an Adelaide girlfriend. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Mm. Honestly, why didn't they choose a cold chisel song? Exactly. Or a Paul Kelly tune? Oh, of course. Local Adelaide talent would have given them uh, a genuine depth and meaning. Yeah, you're right. Bit of a joke, that one there. You're listening to The Gloves Are Off with Dirty Gordito and Ride Driver on 91.3 Sport FM. And we're discussing music and sport. We're still looking for a correct response for our quirky quiz question, which asked you to name any of the three singers who have sung the national anthem twice at the VFL-AFL Grand Final. Well, we've had a few incorrect but rather interesting suggestions there. Ben from Bentley thought... John Paul Young, uh, mm. Peter Garrett there oh, from yeah. the oil, strutting yeah. his stuff like a big peacock there. there. The politician, big peacock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, here's one. Look, what? Our, our favourite. Harvey. Harvey from Redcliffe. He was very confident that it was Kamal. <laughs> <laughs> but no. no. Oh, I love Kamal. Come on. How could you not? Who yeah. doesn't? But no, the great Kamal has never had that privilege, unfortunately. Yeah, why not? Mm, uh, some good suggestions. I wonder from Wanneroo, mm. get this, we're going mm. back, Mark Holden. Oh. Or Richo's girlfriend, Colleen Hewitt. Oh, Mike Richardson, yeah, yeah. he's a good player. Colleen Hewitt, she could sing. And some not-so-good suggestions from Hilda from Hillary's, oh, yeah. who suggested Dame Joan Sutherland. Oh, yeah, and, and, fantastic. Or, or the Wiggles. Oh, that's ridiculous. Come on. You said that. Uh, Hilda from Hillary's. Sorry, Hilda. that program. Anyway, talking of Dame Joan, a cultural icon of this country. Culture, of course, seems to be the buzzword that every successful sporting team has in abundance. Mm, dead right, dirty. Now, mm. have a look at the mighty Subiaco Football Club. Mm. Seven premierships between 1901 and 2003. Now, in my calculation, that's 103 years. That's a premiership every 14.7 years. And you know what? They've won nine in the last 18 yeah. years. Wow, oh, what a wonderful contribution they've made to Waffle over the last 20 years, winning all those premierships with homegrown talent. Come uh, on. Apparently, the Subiaco oh, success yeah. has nothing to do with a considerable financial fortune attracting the best players. It's because of culture. Oh, no doubt the other clubs will need to lift their game to match Subiaco in terms of culture. Well, as far as sport is concerned, Subiaco is the culture club. A bit of boy George there, mate. Mm, that's him. I love him. That's right. The Subiaco Football Club is a world leader in all areas of culture. And the gloves are off can now reveal the first cultural area that they dominate in yep. is classical music. As part of the focus on culture, Subi players are expected to not only listen religiously to classical music, but all players yeah. secretly take violin lessons in their spare time so they can perform classical tunes before the game. Well, I did notice that. Kyle, Kyle ah. Horsley... Uh, used yeah. to be seen regularly at the opera with a number of his teammates. Uh, culture. Well, they never missed an opening of the opera La Traviata, mm. uh, the, the Barber of, of Seville. Uh, what about the Phantom of the Opera mm. or Cats? Mm. No. No wonder the club's been so strong. It's all down to culture. Also, the players take turns in giving poetry readings after oh, training. Yeah. A brilliant cultural Lock- innovation. <laughs> Lockie Delahunter, he loves poetry readings. Mm. I think his favourite is Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary, quoth the raven, nevermore. 
Lee, too hot in the kitchen, prefers a bit of the man from Snowy River. Oh, there was movement at the station for the word had passed around that the cop from all regret got away and was worth a thousand pounds. Oh, you can't beat Benny. Sock me in the sockle with his rendition of Ode to the Nightingale. Thou wast not born for death, immortal bird. Oh, these poetry regions. Culturally brilliant. And you know what they also mm-hmm. do? They draw a bit of a crowd of supporters oh, and spectators yeah. after training. That's right. They actually considered charging an entry fee to the poetry readings. But then they remembered that the club doesn't really need the money. Yeah. Of course, the coaching staff has successfully introduced ballet as oh. a regular part of training. Just another area where Subi have the edge in culture. Swan Lake is a favourite amongst the players. Well, I saw their rendition of the Nutcracker last season. Delightful. Absolutely. Pirouetting. I've also noticed that they incorporate interpretive dance as part of their warm-up before each game. Ah, Not surprisingly, Mm. (laughs) copycats, several other AFL clubs are now considering utilising this warm-up technique themselves. It won't be long before the traditional jogging and stretching practices are replaced with Blood pumping dance routine. The old Sunday morning training session has been replaced with Sunday morning choral singing, and it's a hit. Yep. You should hear the Subi plays beautiful rendition of Mozart's Requiem in D minor. This is culture personified and a major reason behind the club's on field success. Finally. If there's still any doubt mm. as that culture is the reason for Subiaco's success, just take a walk through their change yeah. rooms, Subi change rooms, mate. You'll see French Impressionist paintings, sculptures akin to Michelangelo's David. Oh, yeah, the mo- mosaics, uh, ceramics. Stone carvings, uh, beaded macrame. A multitude of mesmerising murals and intriguing ikebana, traditional I Japanese flower arrangements. Yeah. Oh, it feels like wandering through the Louvre. Or the Sistine Chapel. Oh. Culture is undoubtedly the main reason behind Subiaco's incredible achievements yeah. over the last 20 years. Although it does help having the best players too. Oh, of course, yeah. We've won so many premierships over the last 20 years. Mm. Obviously, they should have fed, must have fed plenty of players into the AFL then. Yeah, you yeah. Think so? Matt Prittis. Yeah, that's um, right. Daniel Rich. Oh, well, um, his hairdo. Yeah. Uh, Dom Shee. Dom Shee, there's another uh, one. Liam Ryan. Yeah, he's from Jordan. Uh, okay, it gets uh, a bit sketchy after yeah. that. Did, did, I, did I mention Matt oh, Prittis? Yes, you did. Austin Robertson, Mike Fitzpatrick, <laughs> come on. Bring yeah, them. look, they were rippers, Rob. You're oh, about yeah. 40 years out, mate. So don't go suggesting Peter Featherby either. We're talking the last 20 years. Okay, okay. So Subi haven't exactly been the breathing ground for the AFL, but that's because Subi players haven't got the time to be professional footballers, as well as follow their true passion of classical music, opera, ballet, choral singing, and abstract painting. The Subiaco Football Club, where culture is everything... And money is nothing. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Money for nothing. Chicks for free. Money for nothing. So you're listening to The Gloves Are Off with Ryan Driver and Dirty Good Eater on 91.3 Sport FM. We're discussing music and sport. Did you know Dirty Good Eater? The ancient Tell Greeks me. tied their performance to music to sporting events, particularly at the Olympic Games. You know, singing, flutes, drums, triangles, horns. Ah, the Greeks. A cradle of civilization. They loved it. Let's 
talk the terrific tunes that have inspired players and sports fans over the years. A couple of all-time great Australian sporting anthems were produced in the late 1970s. Firstly, from 1978 to promote Kerry Packer's second season of World Series Cricket. I know you love this. Oh, brilliant. I could just see you could just see Dirty there singing along. He loves yeah, that yeah. song. Thirty years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Fans are still singing it. You're yeah. still singing it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, though, although I've heard Chain Warren doesn't like it because um, his name's not mentioned in the lyrics. Maybe right. Warren needs to concentrate on his new aftershave range, mate. Apparently a concoction from a mixture of uh, champagne, cigarettes, baked beans, diet pills and Botox. Quite amazing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I found everything about World Series cricket yeah, was know, an inspiration it. to me as a kid. And this catchy tune topped it off. The next song, this one was released in 1979 to advertise Australian rules football. Oh, yeah. Still played at AFL Grand Finals as the anthem of our great game. I loved it so much I named my dog Kazali. Good old Mike Brady. Well, from the Brady Bunch. No, no, a a different Mike Brady wrote up there Kazali, as well as One Day in September and a little bit of Kazali in us all, and I loved all of them. He also co-wrote and produced That's What I Like About Football. You're listening to The Gloves Are Off with Dirty Goodito and Ride Driver on 91.3 Sport FM. And we're discussing music in sport. We still need a correct answer for the Quickie Quiz, Chris. Yeah, come on. we do. One of the three artists who have sung the national anthem at the BFL-AFL Grand Final on two occasions. So we've had a couple of other texts come in there. They're incorrect. John English. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're one of your favourites. James Rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it ain't necessarily so Normie Rowe, eh? Vietnam vet. Mm -hmm. Uh, John and James have never sung it. But you know what? Yeah. Normie Rowe has. He did. Once. Once. I wonder what year that was. Ring in. Yeah. 9418 Tell us what year Normie Rowe sung the song. Well, 83, sung it I reckon. 83. Now, Mel from Melville has suggested Chrissy Amphlett, who oh. would have been divine, not correct. Oh, what about little Patty? Um, oh, yeah. Chrissy's cousin. Related. Yeah, that's She's right. pretty cool. And she didn't sing it. Oh, we've got a text here from Glenn from Darling. Good. It says, oh, look, when I was a kid, the old man used to take me to see the West Perth Cardinals play at Leaderville Oval. Mm. If West Perth won, they would play a Cliff Richard song. Congratulations and celebrations When I tell everyone that you're in love with me Congratulations and jubilations Oh, Glenn used to hear that when he was driving home, also oh, in their okay. HR Holden wagon he put down there. Yeah, you know, Glenn, give us a call and tell yeah. us more. Come on, Glenn, and look, what about, mate, if West Perth lost? Mm, I mean, I Glenn. presume they played a slightly different Cliff Richard song? Well, they did. Wired for Sound was my favourite song from Sir Cliff. Well, let's get wired with a bit of this, my good old friend. Yes. Wired 
Welcome to Stars in 45, the greatest sports quiz since Barry Crocker sang the impossible dream at the 1977 VFL Grand Final. This week's prize, I tell you what, it's yeah. a ripper. Oh, sounds great. Oh. A $100 gift voucher from Manus Music. That's right, everybody's favourite Australian cricketer, Manus Labashane, has danced down the wicket into the music industry. With great deals on an amazing variety of instruments, from trumpets, violins, guitars, piano accordions, and of course his own contribution to the world of music, the Labashane Lute. If you want to play music so pleasant and sweet, Manus Music will deliver prices you cannot beat. Well, another super mm, prize I'm is, there, Dirty oh, yeah. Gordito. Look, honestly, I recently needed to get my flute tuned and update oh. my castanet collection. So naturally, I went straight to Manus's music and the service was first class. Manus gave mm-hmm. me a great deal on the flutes and the castanets and chucked in a free set of maracas oh, as a bonus. What a bonus. Oh, <laughs> Manus music, marvellous. No, no doubt, Roy. Now, to be in the running for that super prize, just be the first caller to correctly answer the following. Yep. Which well-known Australian sports person sung the pop songs Things to Remember and smile all the while in the late 1960s. Well, it's nowhere near as good as Lionel Rose's no. fantastic song, Thank You. No way. But, however, mm-hmm. far better than Warwick Capper's I Only Take What's Mine, oh, okay. <laughs> with, with Joanne in his car and Geoffrey you know, hovering above in his <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> hey, what about Mark Jackson? I'm an individual. Oh, Come on. No, not not <laughs> bad. What is it about full forwards oh, you think they can gee, sing, you know? Uh, look, I'm looking forward to Simon Beasley putting out a hit song, maybe a duet with uh, Favola or, or oh, uh, somebody else. Oh, Hang on. Yeah. Looks like Mesmerising Minnow has a winner for us. Good on you. Lance from Lansdale oh, is on the line, and yeah. he correctly answered Peter McKenna. Peter Collingwood. Mm. Welcome to Stars in 45. Lance from Lansdale. Thanks, gentlemen. Happy to be here. Long-time listener, first-time player. Oh, what's it like out at Lansdale these days, mate? Oh, beautiful little spot south of the river. I'm actually the uh, the curator at the local cricket club, so I'm just uh, busy getting the decks ready for a big season. Ah, good stuff. Well, in 45 seconds, I'll name a range of sports stars. You need to respond with a sport that was their claim to fame. 12 correct and you win the prize. Here we go. Heather Mackay. Brother just won the Coleman. I'm going to say footy. Usain Bolt. He had a few games at the Central Coast Mariners a year or two ago, didn't he? I'm going to stick with uh, soccer. Magic Johnson. Basketball legend. Wayne Gretzky. Canadian figure skater. Shane Gould. Uh, Swimming legend. Alex Jezelenko. Rochelle Hawks. Marbles. Sam Kerr. Oh, our greatest Matilda, without a doubt, soccer. Goran Ivanisevic. Ooh, I'm guessing related to Goran Dragic, basketball. Tom Brady. The GOAT. No one's better. NFL. Jeffrey Boycott. Oh, boring Boycott. Cricket. Alex Rodriguez. Oh, A-Rod, lucky man. J-Lo, hey? Baseball. Martina Navratilova. Oh, oh, something Soviet, no idea. Bob Skilton. South Melbourne legend. What a champion he was. Football. 
Matt Biondi. Uh, uh, archery. Pete, uh, sorry, uh, that's all we got time. Yeah, Pete, four, no, 45. Peter, uh, Peter Hudson. The Peter seconds Hudson. Is, Peter Knight. Peter Moore. No, nah, good try, and not Peter, Paul, and Mary either, but the 45 seconds is up there, mate. Look, it's a great effort there, Lance from Lansdale. How do you think you went? Uh, look, quietly confident, quietly confident. Um, I consider myself a bit of a bit of a sports buff, so I'll be, uh, I'll be disappointed stuff. if I don't get my 12. All right, well, uh, you might be a little bit disappointed. You've scored eight, which is still a fine effort, but, yeah, we, we, you haven't won the prize. No. How, how do you feel, mate? Uh, you're kidding, eight? Uh, can you go through them again, please, Jody? I, I just can't you know, see how that... And that's possible, mate. Look, no, you don't want no, Nuno too grumpy, and he's definitely yeah, he's definitely got the eight. No, okay, yeah, no, that's that's I think that's God's fault, to be honest, mate. I'm right. going to get you to have to have to have a recount. Yeah, look, I've just had a word to Minnow. He said eight. There's eight, eight correct. Sorry, yep. there, Benny um, Vagona's old number. So look, um, sorry, mate. Before we, we we say goodbye, mate, what's your uh, favourite episode of, of the Gloves Are Off, there, Lance? My favourite episode of the Gloves Are Off is the next one. Righty, okay. <laughs> a little bit cryptic there, but it's good cool. to have you involved there, Lance from Lansdale. Thanks for playing Stars in 45, and keep listening to the Gloves Are Off. Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers. <laughs> Favourite episode is the next one. <laughs> so come on, Reflective Ryan. Any comments on Lance from Lansdale? <laughs> uh, well... I thought it was very clever, actually. Mm. His favourite episode being the next one. Yeah, what was that? Well, that's a quote from Tom Brady. Uh, he, when asked at yeah. any stage about his finest victory in the Super Bowl, yep. his standard reply is the next one. Lance from Lansdale. Well, good stuff. Call yeah. that arrogance. So. Our learned listeners, I'll tell you well, what, they I know, don't know their stuff. Bit up himself, really. Well, anyway. Not Lance, Look. I mean Tom. <laughs> Yeah, well, it wouldn't be if you won seven of those. Oh, no, but anyway, you could be up yourself a bit, couldn't you? Just checking the correct answers. Yes. Heather Mackay. No, not Harry Mackay's <laughs> brother, right? Eh? The big oh. Carlton full forward. No, Heather Mackay oh. was squash. Oh. Unbeaten in over 16 years. Possibly Australia's greatest ever sportswoman. I like that answer. I'd give him half for that. It's no, clever. no, you're soft. Come on, Hussein, get on with it. Hussein Bolt. Well, he did mention, uh, not soccer though, but he did try out for the Central Coast Mariners, yeah. but he never got a game. Yeah. He pretty quick running up and down the, um, yeah. the training, just, wasn't um, he? Just couldn't kick the soccer ball. It was athletics. Six mm. Olympic gold medals oh, in the 100 and 200 over three Olympics. Freakishly yeah. good, as yeah. was this guy, Magic yeah. Johnson, oh, my favourite basketball know, player. Master of the no-look pass and unbelievably evasive and elusive for a bloke of six foot nine. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Thought he was a figure skating. Oh, what perhaps with Tonya Harding, you know? Oh, figure skating. He doesn't know anything about ice hockey, does he? Oh, uh, Canadian, greatest ice hockey player ever. That's right. With Ed Mixon Oilers and later, sadly, mm. went to the LA Kings, mm. didn't he? Oh, Terrible. Shane Good. Swimming, oh. won five medals at Munich in 1972 as a 15-year-old. Yes. Alex Jeselinka got a bit excited oh, with that one, didn't he? he? Yelled out. Football. Brilliant Carlton player. The last to captain coach... Uh, a win in an AF- VFL premiership, wasn't it? Well, yeah, uh, unless Michael Voss pulls, pulls the boots back on this year, maybe. Oh, possibility, eh? possibility. Captain Co- Good player, Voss. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And there uh, were Rochelle Hawks, yeah, Hawksy. that fantastic hockey player, the second Australian woman to win three gold medals at three separate Olympics as captain of the Hockey Roos, after, of course, Dawn Fraser. Yeah, beautiful. Sam Kerr, soccer, the greatest uh, uh, yeah. Australian female soccer player 
ever. Oh, I reckon. reckon. Maybe third, second, second or third oh, in the world. Maybe five, the best. Sure. Yeah. Goran Ivanisevic, yeah. not basketball. He was know, tennis. Wasn't... He was a big serving left-hander oh. who beat the underwear like, salesman yeah, Pat Rafter at Wimbledon in, nine, in 2001. Tommy Brady, yeah, the mm. greatest quarterback ever. That's him. As we said, seven Super oh, Bowl championships. Mate. Like, Jeffrey Boycott. Now, mm. I think Lance might have fell asleep. He with him. did. He was funny. I like Lance. I'm pretty normally pretty critical of the people. I I liked him. Well, so Jeffrey, of course, was cricket. Turned out runs like few players could ever do. Uh, probably not going to win too many popularity competitions, though. Alex Rodriguez, he oh. called him the lucky man. J-Lo, wasn't it? A-Rod and J-Lo. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest baseballers of all mm-hmm. time. World Series champ 2009. Banned mm-hmm. for 211 games oh, in 2013. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, how long would that take? No, a couple yeah, weeks? Nine or ten weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like five <laughs> or six times a week. Put the feet up there, A-Rod. No, they, that's why they wear long pants. They don't run around. <laughs> Do they? They don't work Call us in, baseball players, and oh. tell Rye how, how little he knows. Rye, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Martino never had a low over. Of course, tennis, one of my favourites, an amazing tennis player who dominated at Wimbledon, but probably not on Margaret Court's Christmas card no, list. No, he had no idea mm. there, Lance. He mm. said someone's Soviet, but... Uh, oh. Bobby Skilt, yes. football, three times Brownlow medalist with mm. South Melbourne. Mm. Played in only one final oh. in 1970, yeah, and who so. coached him? Uh, Norm Smith. Yeah, it, great. Oh, Smith. It was an ordinary <clears throat> team, mate. They, I yeah. mean, they had Skilts and Peter Bedford and it? 16 blokes that Norm Smith found down the South Melbourne pub. Oh, great coach, wasn't he, hey? Oh, yes. good. His and brother was good too, Len. Uh, yeah. Mm. Norm Smith medal. He never won one of those. No, he didn't. And, of course, Matt Biondi, the forgotten man of swimming, mate, since Michael Phelps. Biondi won 11 Olympic swimming medals from 1984 to 1992. Oh, then Phelps, he came along and messed it all up for him. Messed God. it all up for all Olympics. Yeah, he did, 23 he, eh? medals. Oh, what a lot. Hmm. <laughs> the next one. It just continues to deliver that. I love mm-hmm. it. Gee, listening to the clubs are often when I drive and do the good ito. Sport FM, 91.3. We're talking music and sport, and we are desperate for someone to call us up. Or as Neil from Hamilton Hill has done, yeah. he sent in a text 0429913913. Wouldn't nearly say. And he's answered Julie Anthony oh. for the uh, VFL AFL Grand did Final she, National uh, Anthem. Did she? Julie Anthony, I believe, did yes. on one occasion. Beautifully done, Neil from Hamilton. Put his Hill. name in there. He's in uh, the running. You could actually win that Pancho's voucher. No I'll tell you what. But there's three <laughs> singing identities, and we yep. love them, who have sung the national anthem twice. Yeah. Give us a call. Oh, we've got Neddy here. Oh, we? mate, just like Ned from Netherlands. Yep. And sent a, a curious text message asking us well, to, to discuss the 90s VFL AFL footballers. Brian Wilson, Russell Morris, oh, yeah. Paul Kelly, and Stevie Wright. Oh, Stevie Wright. Mm. Mm. So there's two Brownlow medalists and yeah. a premiership player there yeah, yeah. with the same name as some of the most brilliant ah, singer-songwriters right. Australia's ever produced. That's right. Firstly, the 1982 Brownlow medalist with Melbourne, mm-hmm. Brian Wilson. Of course. Will yeah, I? Brian Wilson yeah. from the Beach Boys. Yeah. None of those blokes knew how to surf. But no. oh, they could sing. Oh, that's true. Here we go. What about the Hawthorne Premiership player, Russell Morris? Yes, Russell Morris, of course, sung that fascinating song. Was it called uh, oh, the, the, the Real the, Thing? Oh, I love that. Come and see the real thing. Come and see the real thing. Come and see. Come and see the real thing. Come and see the real thing. Come and see. Oh, that was written by Johnny Young and produced by Molly Meldrum. Molly Meldrum, very good mm. on your music. Paul Kelly. 
the Sydney superstar who won the Brownlow medal in 1995. Of course, the same name. My favourite Paul Kelly song was oh. To Her Door. Oh, yeah, okay. To Her Door. To Her Door. Down guitar, and finally, mm-hmm. Stevie Wright. Oh, yeah, is in the Sydney team of the century. The great easy beat himself, of oh, course. Stevie yeah. Wright, that oh, wild man, he was a wild man. Yeah, we've got Andrew from Maury, a force behind the gloves, has texted in and says. How about some recognition to the master musician behind the top song, Mm. the late, great James Freud of the Motels, who wrote the melody about Plugger. You heard the song? I have. Oh, the song utilises the music from that popular traditional Cubist song, Guantanamara, yeah, Tony Lockett. Wow. One of a kind, kicking over 1,300-odd goals there, Big Tony. We just finished with old Plugger, didn't we? we just, oh, one of my Plugger. absolute all-time favourite players, yeah. Plugger. Oh, what about, we're going to go back to the good old USA college sporting mm. events. You know, got the big band playing and the brass mm, and the yeah. drums going off. And I love it, you know, designed to accentuate the experience. And that's what it's all about, in my opinion. Accentuate the experience. Listen to the band. Love the monkeys, yes. Roy. But I prefer a bit of Daydream Believer or the Neil Diamond written I'm a Believer. Well, the playing of Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline, mm. okay, mm. has become a stadium anthem at many a sporting events in the USA and even, mate, at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Good times I never, never seem so good. good. Oh, that sounded pretty cool. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> People are going to ask, how did this goofy tradition start? Well, during the 1997 baseball game, an employee in charge of the ballpark music played Sweet Caroline because one of her oh, friends had just had a baby and they called oh, it Caroline. Amazing. So for the next few years, the song would be played on select occasions mm-hmm. at the ballpark and the mm-hmm. craze caught on around the world. Come on, you've got to agree that's got a bit of heart to oh, it. I did hey? love that. Yeah. <laughs> the old yeah. Neil Diamond. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes it's, oh, it's, yeah, just, it's quite moving. No, if you get Neil Diamond at the halftime entertainment, that's a bit different. Oh, yes, okay. Fair enough then. Well, have a go. What about, have you heard the mm-hmm. England World Cup song oh. from 1982? No. Oh, this time, we'll get it right. This time, produced by one of your favourites, Chris Norman. Oh, really? A vastly underestimated song, which should be amongst the pantheon of great work in the mate, modern era. Yeah, mate. Chris Norman should have stuck to Living Next Door to Alice and oh. uh, Stumbling In with Super Susie Quattro. Yeah. This sounds like the Smurfs. Oh, right? Seriously, a, yep. a squad of talented English players who, as usual, didn't get it right. Oh, the 
course hello to Steve from Wanneroo but every England World Cup soccer team should have sung next time more than any other time next time we'll get it right then it would still be apt today 1966 was a long time ago just ask any St Kilda supporter well I'll be asking Andrew for Morley about that yeah, big <laughs> I good I like that song. It had a nice little catchy tune to it. Thank you very much. What have got Dylan here from Lathlane? Oh, yeah, good. What about the lyrics from Briggs's song? Oh, Briggs's song. Oh, I love a bit of rap. That's a bit oh, of rap. I know you love your rap, Rob, but Minnow's banned you from spinning on your head in the middle of the studio. No, well, last time you nearly knocked poor Wayne Clark through oh. the window. Oh, Dunny. Uh, I don't mind a bit of The Children Came Back, though, by Briggs and Gurramal. Ah, oh, that's right. The remix of the, They Took the Children Away by Kid Snowball. Uh, Kid Snowball. Who's Kid Snowball? Archie Roach. Oh. Like in the song that Paul Kelly wrote, um, Rally Around the Drums, about Archie's oh, yeah. days in the Ted yep. Boxing Troupe. Yep. You remember George Stewart's mm. boxing shows with great Noongar boxers like uh, Eugene and Lester Eads. Oh, have a listen to this great Aboriginal rap, the oh, best. I love this, it's so good. I'm Wanganine in 93, I'm Mundine, I'm Cathy Man, that far inside of me. I'm Adam Goods and Adam should be applauded when he stands up. You can look to us from that time. I'm Patty Mills with the last shot. Oh, they no. mentioned a few rippers there. Oh, I love it. Uh, Gavin Wanganin. Yeah. Goodsy, I'm proud Patty to see Patty Mills, but where's Betty Vagona? Right, number eight for South. What are you what are you Aye. up to there, Sly <laughs> Rye? Come on. Time to test you musically. Mm. Come on. Yeah, mm. right. You worry me when you say that. Something unscrewed. Welcome to Rye's music quiz. Oh, okay. Yeah, so look, I'll play a song yeah. and you have to call out the footy club. Footy club. Be quick. Yeah. Because it's gonna happen really fast. All right, you'll do be my best. Yeah, come on, mate. Hit me. Okay, okay. Me and you. A subject to the blues now. Oh, song sung blue, Neil Diamond, love him. That's uh, got to be Carlton Blues with the mighty Michael Voss. Mothers and fathers back home, they will cry. It's a sky pilot, pilot, Pontius Pilot? No, no, the, the bombers, Essendon. The lion sleeps tonight. Yeah, I should be the Fitzroy Lions, but I've got to say Brisbane. Uh, Mrs. Jones, is Sarah Jones, is Aussie Jones, no, <laughs> Nathan Jones, yeah, yeah, Melbourne, mm, maybe. Let me please introduce myself. Ah, oh, sympathy for the devil. I know that one. That's the the demons, Melbourne. Who let the dogs out? Ah, uh, easy mate, that's Footerscray who became the Western Bulldogs. A child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to oh, catch. Cats in the cradle, they don't need a cradle, mate, because they're too old. The over the hill Geelong. A mighty Ross Wilson, genius, but the footy team's got some lean years ahead, the old West Coast. Folks, everybody sing. St. School match. Oh, yeah, pretty sure Louis Armstrong played a few games for St. Kilda back in the day, up at full forward there. <laughs> now, this should be the Port Adelaide theme song. Kenny Hinckley and Winesy belting it out there. Oh, I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah. 
Ah, love this song. Not much love for the Gold Coast Suns, though. North Melbourne missed the boat by not relocating to the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Rocky Street, uh, Clubber Lang, Mr. T, uh, Eye of the Tiger, gotta be Richmond. Otis Redding, brilliant, number one hit released posthumously, Fremantle Dockers. Hopping Mad? No, uh, Hopawate, no, uh, (laughs) I, I, I got it. Kangaroos, North Melbourne. Yeah, well done. Great effort. However, you got one wrong. Mrs. Jones was counting crows. Adelaide. Oh, you did really well. I mean, you had to be quick and you were great. Look, your punishment is for getting that one wrong. You've got a choice. You either have to walk on some hot coals like Nigel, not so smart, or get this, join the crows next pre-season camp. Yeah, harsh but fair as always. Good on you. No worries. Here's a few for you, Ryan. Okay. Emphasising the power of music in sport. Yes. Close your eyes mm. and I'll kiss you. No, oh, no, no. Sorry. No, actually, just just close your eyes okay. and tell me yeah. what sporting image do you immediately think of when you hear these tunes? I know, I know, boxing. I just want to smash that Apollo crude into the canvas and yell out, Adrian! Ooh, pretty good. Here's the next one. Yeah, okay. Oh, running in slow motion along the beach. In my long white shorts. Well done, well done. <laughs> I love that song. Do you come from a land down That's a song I never get sick of. America's Cup sailing against the dogged Dennis Connor. Correct. Yep. How's that? You missed the battle. Cricket at the WACA yeah. with Daryl Braithwaite with no shirt on. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, cool. The amazing Tina Turner with the big hair scoring a try for the NRL. Oh, good one. Yeah, love
World Cup soccer with Ricky Martin. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to try and dribble around Luis Suarez and hope he doesn't try and bite me. Yeah, well, kiss me. <laughs> Exceptional <laughs> imagery there, yeah. rebellious Roy. Well done. Closed. Very impressive. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Thank now, you. I'm afraid all good things must come to an end, however, what? and it's that time again. Uh, there he is. Right? Minnow prancing yeah. around the studio wearing his Warwick cap or autographed shorts. <laughs> Nobody's game to tell him they don't fit. No, no one. I wouldn't. No way. Yep, it's time to wrap it up before the boss gets a bit too grumpy there, mm, marvellous right. minnow. So, Rapturous Ryan, yes. the Pancho's Mexican Restaurant Prize yeah. for the quirky quiz question goes to Neil from Hamilton Hill, yep, who gave on. us Julie Anthony. Yep. Now, the, the other correct answers, of course, we wanted, yes, were. wanted Tina Arena. Oh, look, I love Tina Arena. Kate Sobrano. Katie. And, and Olivia Newton-John. Newton Woo! <laughs> we should play a bit of that. We didn't load it up, did we? Uh, oh, Justin, I'll get on to that for next yes, week. Justin. Uh, and I select the Pancho's voucher. For the uh, laudable listener. Who is yep. it? Emma. Emma from Bayswater. Emma from Bayswater. Well done. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yep. Good choice, mate. So we encourage uh, all listeners to check out our website yep. on www.thegovsareoff.com. You know, we've got uh, six, I think, seven new episodes oh, up there, mate. great. Seven new ones. Yeah. We have a Facebook page. Mm. And now, guess what? Yeah. Tell me. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> With our ads mm. and a, a mm. short movie video up there, hey? Yep, yep. Yeah, it's got heaps of new episodes, videos, yep. quizzes, yes. comments. Of course, the Gloves Are Off continues to climb in popularity. I believe I've hit the top ten this week in Lima, Honolulu, Lima. Nairobi, and the Vatican City. Oh, yeah. And we've jumped up to number four in Moscow. I can't... Will we ever get to number one in Moscow? I reckon we will. I think we can do it. Well, Vlad's is organised for the Gloves to be played off every day at Kremlin ah. Radio Station and in the casinos of Europe because of his assets and offshore companies. <laughs> Good on you, yeah. Vladimir. Oh, Good you. on you. Cheap. Hey, we challenge all listeners to join the Gloves Are Off again next Tuesday. Same bat time, same bat channel here on Sport FM 91.3. Oh, I love it. So, we're going to finish today with a classic sporting tune from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Oh, good stuff. Roy Emerson, Brian Lake and Arnold Palmer. Let's go, yeah. No, 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 no. Huh? Emerson, Lake and Palmer, mate. The oh. English progressive rock super band of the 70s. Of course. Oh. Yeah. All right, play yeah. it, Sam. Okay. From Dirty Gordito, it's ciao for now. And bye from Ryan.